the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Oh, my, oh, my. Big news out there. Stocks rise on reopening plans. Stocks rise on Rimsdevere getting some test results back that it's treating COVID well. That gives the economy a fighting chance. You're seeing companies that are tied towards big gatherings do well. I think that's kind of the, as we've gone through this COVID issue, we're like big gatherings. What about big gatherings? Uh, we've moved from how many people are going to die to how many people are going to be infected to how many cities are going to get shut down to will be there an Olympics or not. <laughs> you know, I was going to do a show today where I was going to do a lot of jokes on COVID. Like, hey, did you see the Olympics uh, were canceled? The Olympics were canceled. And everyone knows that the Olympic rings are a big part of the Olympics, right? And the Olympic rings are kind of interlocking each other. Well, they've just come up with the logo for the 2021 Olympics, and all six rings, all five rings have six feet distance. Like, I was going to try to do that, and I'm like, no, too soon. But at some point in time, we're going to look back on this and say that the stress of it was probably a little bit ramped up. When you can tie healthcare issues with Wall Street, uh, we just want to be healthy is the number one thing. People fear losing that control of that. It, I was trying to read why people buy toilet paper in pandemics, and it's because people want control of something. Uh, flu is going to get you and drag you down and, and, and make it horrible. You want control of a clean butt. Makes no sense to me, but Okay. <laughs> That's what a psychologist says. I'll I'll go with it. So the markets are reacting today to a little bit of Rimsdevere. This is great news. This is fantastic news. This is the type of news that we want. Is it enough? No. Because we still have to get back to work. We still have to figure out what that looks like and process it. I'm being told no concerts until 2021 at least. I'm like, whoa. No concerts also means no football, no baseball, no hockey, no college sports, no high school sports, no prom. And you're like, whoa, now it's starting to hit me. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. But Rimsdevere gives us a fighting chance, and Wall Street's kind of famous for locking into that. If you give us a chance, we'll run with it. But the rally's losing steam today already. Because we're also starting to see, well, we still have this economy to deal with. Yep. And we're starting to see analysts say, uh, members of our own Federal Reserve, talking about economists who are in touch with what's happening, the economy's not going to be back to where we want it by the end of the year. They didn't tell me where it's going to be, but they said it's not going to be back to where we want it. And I'm like, okay, what's that mean? But okay. 
BMO is raising the price target on Netflix from 450 to 500. This is a short-term momentum stock. Goldman Sachs downgrading Apple to sell from neutral. Apple came out with a new uh, phone yesterday, a cheap one, and it's got the specs of the iPhone 11. It's got the chip from the iPhone 11 in it. And a lot of people are, are thrilled because that means the phone will probably be supported for four or five years. Samsung, in their new phone, said, we'll give you software updates for two years, and that's it. I don't think that's the selling point on phones. Not for me, but I could see it for some people. Goldman Sachs downgraded Qualcomm to sell from neutral. Hold on, wait, aren't they a 5G play? Now that now Apple downgraded and uh, Goldman also kicked Qualcomm, is it a 5G delay? I want to read those research reports. That's my day later today. It might involve a big comfortable chair, but other than that, it's going to be pretty boring. Oppenheimer downgrades Comcast. Now, Comcast, talking about, I, I can't use a dirty word here, but poop luck. Comcast comes out with a new streaming service called Peacock. Oh, right smack dab when we're not talking about streaming services. What well, we kind of are, aren't we? Netflix is hitting an all-time high. Disney Plus had a huge run last year, lowering the price of Netflix. Is For some reason, we can't have two. There could be only one. It's like the movie Highlander. When you're a, a vampire um, ninja, there could be only one. You can't have two of those guys running around. It can only be one. So Disney had a run last year that was probably a little bit weighted too silly. If it was based all on who's going to win the streaming wars. But so Peacock Comcast comes out with it. It's out there now. You can get it. You can pay for it. I'm like, who cares? One month ago, that would have been a big story. Today, I'm like, nah, I can't really do Not that big of a story. The World Wrestling Federation, not the World Wrestling Federation, the World Wrestling Entertainment got upgraded to buy from hold. That's stock that fascinates me because never in my mind do I want to analyze a profit sheet on WWF. I don't want to see Andre the Giant's salary or Hulk Hogan's. Like that, that has no interest to me. And then you realize kids, they get on their iPads and they, they watch a lot of YouTube. And boys tend to watch a lot of wrestling. And you're like, no. For real? And that is a company that's figured out how to addict people. A lot of stuff is free. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Free, 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 free. But then they do their big pay-per-view event that all the stories get resolved there. And let's face it, it's soap operas for little boys. And I don't have any problems with that. Um. Good-looking men, good-looking women, muscular, able to fly, um, acrobatic stunts that are impressive. But you can, it's, that's getting an upgrade. And to me, I know that story. That's a story of the stocks really falling apart because they don't have compelling product right now. And it's probably an analyst saying, uh, it's fallen too far. I'll t- I don't like it at X, but X minus 10, I like it a little bit more. X minus 20, I like it. X minus 30% from its all-time high? Love it. X minus 40%? Only a fool would say no to something like that. So you have to watch for your upgrades and downgrades because also, fundamentally, there's a flaw with world wrestling right now. They're somehow involved in this political mess of a Republican governor saying, I want to keep the state of 
Florida open as long as I can. What's essential, what's not? I saw, and I can't make this up, and this isn't sexy time. This isn't bad. I'm not going to get in trouble for this. But I saw some strip clubs sue governments saying we're an essential service. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. So world wrestling somehow got labeled an essential service in Florida, so they're allowed to wrestle there. Um, but they can't have large crowds. But they're allowed to get together and... Well, you get the idea. A couple of wrestlers recently came down with COVID, and a lot of wrestlers have recently been laid off. So I don't quite get the upgrade on that, other than to tell you that there is a story that kids watch this stuff. And that, you know they have a pay-per-view type of model already online, long before other people did. Uh, I know you're saying wrestling, that kind of wrestling. Hulk Hogan kind of was a, a, a trend leader. Yeah. It's odd, but it's true. Anyhow, what's an essential service? That's a big question. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Hopefully, you're staying safe um, and smart. And and hopefully, the stress is going down a bit. I've got a pimple. I'm pissed off. I think it's a stress pimple or something, right? Does that make any sense to you? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Michael Jordan documentary is landing on Sunday. Just in time for ESPN. ESPN owned by Disney. I own shares of Disney. The content on ESPN is getting a little bit stretched. Let's watch Tiger win, Woods win the Masters from 14 years ago. I let's It's funny because I was talking to a baseball enthusiast yesterday, and he goes, "I still like it. I still like it because I see Madison Baumgartner pitching for the Giants." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "They're doing replays." He's bummed that he's changing teams. I get it. Climate change brings summertime heat to Florida's early spring. 90 degrees in Miami today. Whoa. Um, that's out there. The flower market has been hit hard. I know you're saying flower. <laughs> There's weird things that you have no concept of in times of COVID. And what happens during spring? Dun, 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 dun. No, that's the, not, the wedding march is what's what I'm trying to do. Here comes the bride. Don't try to hide kind of thing. So whether it be boutonnieres for college, uh, high school boys and prom, uh, corsage for the lady or whether it be flowers for weddings, that industry is getting hit to the tune of $8.5 billion. We all want bailouts <laughs> or not. We all, there's just going to be a lot of industry that wants bailouts. And I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't make sense. And this is a really tough time to analyze things because it's really tough for you to process. I get it. You're like, Rob, did you just say the flower industry is going to hit to the tune of $8.5 billion because no weddings this spring because of COVID, six-foot distancing? I'm like, yep, I just said that. I had a business ethics class, and this is probably my last real thought of the day, and then I'm just going to go zombie on you. I had a business ethics class in college where the professor was like, we've got a $250 book at the bookstore. Do you want to read that, or do you want to read Socrates? Um, Republic. I know it's Socrates. Don't try to correct me. But Bill and Ted made it great when they called him Socrates Johnson. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather read Socrates Republic for sure. 
So we read that book and we talked about it every week. And it was fascinating because in the first week of class, when right after he said that, he goes, I love logic. And we kind of took the class in ethics and logic and you'd be good to be people. Do you build up soldiers? Do you like, what's your society reflect about you? And this teacher blew everyone's mind because he goes, sometimes it's just not going to make sense. Sometimes you're going to approach something in life and it's just not going to make sense. And he goes, I had a son who was like two months old who died. And he goes, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. So when you're looking at the markets and you're like, whoa, florists are getting hit. Whoa, 22 million Americans have been unemployed in four weeks. That's stunning. If you want to talk about an explosion in a movie, like that's way over the top. 22 million is way over the top. In Hollywood terms, that's big. Today, we're seeing gold prices drop. We're seeing some things that make sense. If you believe we're making progress on COVID, the treatment and the cure, the treatment news out that Gilead had a study show that it's treating uh, symptoms well. Wall Street's pretty excited by that because we want to get back to crowds. That's when we're spending money. But I was talking to a bartender the other day, a person who's worked in the beer industry. And he's like, I don't know if it's ever going to come back because when I grab your glass, my fingers are on it. When I touch the tap, my fingers are on it. Then I give it to you and your fingers are on it. Then I'm supposed to pick it up from you and your, my fingers are on it again. And if people get fruit with their beer or their, their drinks, they, you know, they, they rub that stuff in between their teeth. And they're chopping on it. He's like, no, yuck. So he's got real concerns that that industry may not come back. And if it does, it'll be different. Do you want a bartender wearing rubber gloves? I don't know. So there's some things that don't make sense right now. Boeing stock is soaring on hopes for the U.S. economy. I hope the San Francisco Giants win the World Series this year. I hope when I die that there's a heaven and that I get to spend my years with my loved ones uh, that had passed along before me. I think hope is fine in those two areas. I don't think hope should really exist on a stock. I'm not hoping the economy recovers and Boeing's going to start firing things up, but they did say they're going to start firing things up. So I'm better with that stock moving on that news. Earlier they said we're going to cut things. Now they're saying we're going to pick back up. Eh. I still want to get that 737 Max thing done. And I still want to see you well-funded and see where your cash burn rate's going to stop. I'm not going to hope that those things go well. I'm going to look for them. So anyway, anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. There's a report in Barron's today that one analyst is saying, don't get into the market, dive into the market. And do it now. They did a study with Vanguard from 1926 through 2015 that lump sum investing when there's a market correction is better than trying to scale in. That if you think it's bottom, maybe you're right. For investments strung out over 36 months, the lump sum did better 92% of the time. Now, I can't advocate that because I don't know you And your lump sum, you may be thinking, oh, Rob just said I should put it all in now. I'm going to go buy this biotech company. I didn't say biotech company. No, I didn't say that. I said an analyst said you should do it into the market. The amount of stuff people hear that I don't say is insane. 
800-516-1220. One of the shocking stories as we wrap up the week is tied towards the bailout of small businesses and how that system has kind of spent the money and we don't know where it's gone. Um, I know people have applied for the loan and it hasn't funded and they're like, is it going to fund or not? And they're going to make big decisions in the weeks ahead, whether they fire employees or they live off that loan to keep their employees, you know, paycheck to paycheck for a while longer. A um, lot going on in the markets right now. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't be shy these days. This is a good time to talk, even if we have to be six feet apart. We're talking over the radio, so that's even better. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I won't be on air forever. I know that. I enjoy it now. I'm comfortable when it ends. Um, I've worked pretty hard for 25 years not taking a lot of vacations, trying to guide people in the markets. Um, If that makes any sense. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's no stock that I won't look into. You know, a company like a Peloton. In times of COVID, the stock's gone really, really well. Peloton, maker of a super expensive bicycle training device that looks kind of cool in your home. It's kind of a a luxury item. Oh, do you have a gym equipment in your house? No, I have a Peloton. It's like, it's really nice gym equipment. Um, And it came public last year and it became this, this like very, it was a phenomenon. As did Smile Direct, as did Chewy. The things that worry me about like a Chewy is now that they're publicly traded, they're one year old. They have a CEO, in theory, who is a one-year-old company, the the brains of a one-year-old company. Now, it's clearly not one-year-old. They've been around before, but this is the first time Wall Street's looked at them. There's a company called Casper Sleep. Why do they make mattresses? I want to know how that company does a good economy. I want to know how that company does a bad economy. One of the reasons I don't buy IPOs in their first year is because I kind of want to see how they trade. Do I miss out? Absolutely. Do I break that rule sometime and get in, even though I say I want to wait a year? Sometimes I do. But like Smile Direct is one of those companies that came public last year that, hey, we're doing cheaper braces. People want straighter teeth. They don't want to go through that, that braces thing. I get it. Then I start doing some of the research on the company, like, what are they going to come up with next? Something that fixes posture? Something that tightens the belly? Or are they going to basically say, how many kids are born? We expect to get 14% of the braces market. Or during a bad economy, maybe people will say, I need to clean up my teeth, get them straight, just just in case I get, I get a job in the future. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see how tough it is to make some of these plays? I don't advise it. Um, Wait for a company to have some trading history, if you can. I get it. Sometimes you feel like, if you could say it's a gamble, if you could say, I I don't know what they do in their first year, I get wanting to own a company that's new. 
you've seen companies like Amazon where you're like, I wish I would have bought it when an IPO. Well, you could have bought it cheaper in year two than you could have in year one. But in your head, you're like, I wish I would have bought that one. Oh, I wish I would have got Microsoft in the IPO. Same story. It wasn't always at an all-time high, and it didn't instantly run out of the gate. Some do. But also, I could tell you, like, uh, a Yahoo, when they IPO'd at 16, stock marches almost straight to 50, only to never see the upside of $20 a share ever again two or three years later. No, nah, not two, it's longer than two or three years. <laughs> but that's one of those stories that I'm trying to squeeze a square into a circle and it just doesn't fit. Oh, you know what I'm starting to look at research on now? To show you where I'm at, or not even our first recession, there's fear of a second recession on top of the first recession. A double recession, if you will. Now, we learned in the double mint commercial in the 1990s that twins are awesome. They can play tennis together. They can hang out at the beach together. They can drive cars together. Twins are awesome. We learned that. But a double recession, let's talk about that for a second. Debt incurred over time from the coronavirus stimulus spending could mean a deeper crisis in default risks for some countries. The current wave of debt accumulation, it started in 2010, the current wave. And it's the largest, fastest, and most broad-based increase in debt since the 1970s. I'm kind of, I've come to the conclusion that I can't get on the radio and talk about, oh, all this debt is going to lead to higher taxes, all this debt, all this government spending is going to lead to inflation. <clears throat> I'm not going to turn a blind eye to it, but, and there's the but. If ifs and buts were candy, that's what a party would have, right? Uh, so people are talking about a double dip recession, where we come out of it, we spend a little bit, the numbers look okay, but we go right back down into cutting. That after we get through Corona, what's going to be the next thing to either carry the market or, or pull the market down? Will 5G be enough? <clears throat> the IMF is doing a lot of talking right now. And I have some respect for the International Monetary Fund. I know there's probably going to be someone that emails me and like, for instance, I woke up this morning. Guess what I have? I have a pimple. Isn't this supposed to stop after you turn 40, 45, 50? Like, at what point does this stop? I haven't had a pimple in 15 years. Am I stressed about the markets? What is this telling me? Oh, is it good? Someone's going to email me and say, oh, it's probably cancer. <laughs> People have opinions. The IMF, um, half the world now has asked the International Monetary Fund for a bailout. At some point in time, you have to pay back your debts. At some point in time, you know you have to earn your own money. At some point in time, your economy has to stand on its own. So the fear is, is that we hit this first recession based on people quitting their, not quitting their jobs, losing their jobs, leaving their jobs, not going to their jobs. So that's going to cut, you know, corporate spending. That's going to cut consumer spending. Just destroy, destroy it. But there's a thought that once the consumer goes back to work, that maybe we do hit a second recession. We were kind of due for one. The odds of it were going up. Do you remember one year ago, we're talking about the U.S.-China trade wars and tariffs? We're talking about different things. Brexit. I was in the shower the other day. I know. Please don't get that. Don't keep that image in your head for very long. It's very upsetting. 
I was in the shower the other day and I was like, did Brexit ever happen? I know we were getting kind of close to it. And I know Boris Johnson and now he's got COVID. And like some of these issues that were driving the market last year, where did they go? And I almost want them back. Um, bring back the high valuation calls. Bring back the uh, U.S.-China trade war. That's not the case right now. Spain and Italy are the world's second and uh, worst hit countries behind the United States. The number of deaths is shockingly rolling higher and higher and higher. We've had two straight days of record death tolls due to COVID in the United States. COVID's the number one killer in the United States at this point in time. I don't get it. I, the numbers are too big for me to, to grasp and wrap my head around. Um, it's big. It's, it's big. It's like a, it doesn't say it justice, right? So the markets were looking huge this morning. And whether it's true or not, and I think it's fair to say that Remdesivir by Gilead Science, is, we'll, we're going to find that it, it, it's effective. We've seen one study. We've heard it from the doctors the last month that, you know, when in doubt, they're, they're prescribing it. Gilead Science, their symbol G-I-L-D, fascinating company, uh, biotech company. Um, I find that I'm using the word fascinating too much right now. And not wanting to get a word stuck in my head, um, what I can tell you is Gilead Sciences, would you buy it if they didn't have Remsevere? And I would make a case for it. Again, my analysis of biotech companies is very, very weak. And I, like, I tell you that going into it. I can do the easy stuff and tell you that they've got Hepsira for hepatitis B. I can tell you that they've got, you know, um, uh, products for AIDS and kidney disease. They've got cardiovascular drugs. I could say that's a billion dollar, you know, spend every year at 3% world population. So what happens when the drug comes off patent? Um, they've got some medicines for cancer. I was doing a little, uh, perusing a TED Talks yesterday, and there was a 16-year-old kid who caught my attention. He gave a TED Talk that basically it was something along the lines of, oh, when I was 15 years old, I came up with a way of identifying whether or not you're going to get pancreatic cancer, some of them, though. And I'm like, whoa, how do you analyze that? First and foremost, a kid 16 years old, he came up with a cheaper test for pancreatic cancer, which is also used now for lung cancers. It's three cents per test. And it can show if you have the high level of antibodies or the high level of something in your blood that you tend to have when you've got a chance of 100% recovery from pancreatic cancer. Near 100%. Again, the statistics are kind of wonky, right? Um, and I watched that. I was like, whoa, how do you analyze that? What does that do to the industry? So, of course, Gilead Sciences is going to make some money off Remsdivir here. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. But what happens if someone comes up with a cheaper Remsevir? Analyzing biotech companies is really, really tough. And I would caution any of my listeners, unless you have a degree in biology, chemistry, health sciences, unless you've worked in the industry, it is very, very tough to analyze. So um, just to give you an idea, sometimes the revenues don't work out the way you want them to. Sometimes drugs get recalled. Sometimes newer drugs, better drugs come out. Sometimes complications get reported late. 
very, very cautious chasing performance right now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com and robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So remdesivir is a big story today, drug by Gilead Sciences that seems to be treating COVID symptoms. A lot of what we're doing right now is tempering and digesting a lot of news. Um, a lot going on. The headlines are just drama. Uh, there was a you know a headline yesterday that a Louisiana pastor said that one of his parishers, parishioners didn't die of coronavirus. They got together over Easter. Next thing you know, the guy's dead or something like that. That's the basics of it. Corner says otherwise. So we're kind of fighting. This is a weird time, and I hope you could appreciate this. We're kind of fighting religion against science right now. The media is, at least. And uh, I'm like, whoa, didn't expect to see that one play out that way. So coronavirus big in the news right now, but... This was a week with a lot going on. The week's ending with Remsdivir and how it's been successfully helping people. But it started with Trump saying, you know, I'm in charge and I'll decide when the government opens back up. And people got excited on Monday um, because he's going to open the government. He's going to open the, the, the businesses. Maybe people die, but at least we'll be transacting money. People got excited on that news. You can't make this stuff up. And then by Thursday, he's like, ah, I'm going to let the governors decide on their own. You're like, really? Okay. A lot going on here, right? And that's just the headlines. This week, we also got earnings from banks. The banks told us a lot Wednesday and Thursday that they're increasing their reserves. A banker like Jamie Dimon, when he talks, I listen. He rarely says anything about the economy that's just filthy stupid. I can't think of a time he did. When he talks about like what the year looks like, I want to hear because he's more right than wrong. And one of the things that his bank is doing and other banks like Bank of America, they're increasing their loan losses. They're expecting you not to pay your bills. Keep in mind, as we get more excited, as we get more fearful, that we're only in month two of a lockdown and that's not even the whole country and more came on kind of later. Um, we're only in month two. So we got some more shoes to fall here. Economically speaking, the data is going to get bad. The first time unemployment claims this week, again, add it to a bad number, which added to a bad number. Now we're at 22 million Americans have lost their job in the last four weeks, essentially wiping out 10 years of job gains. Incredibly boring, incredibly slow job gains, incredibly fast firing of people. This has been a big week. I haven't had a day off in a long time. I haven't even played with my schedule in a long time. I'm trying to get more hours on air. When CFP Chad Burton says, do my show in the morning, I'm like, sure. In large part, this is a tough time for all people. A lot of people have never gone through a recession even though our last recession was 10 years ago. That's a long time in between recessions. That won't happen again. Like, there's me giving you some negative news. The length that we've had of an economic boom was a record. The speed that we've had coming off of it, also a record. 
historically, if you get 10 years up in a row, do you know how much my wealth went up in the last 10 years? Because I had exposure to the stock market and the real estate market. I, I don't expect that kind of return every 10 years. And in fact, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that things are off of their all-time highs right now. It's a pause that can refresh some, in some way, shape, and form. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. <clears throat> um, I try to bring you the best content out there in the most unbiased way. I'm not always successful on that. China reported a 6.8% year-over-year decline in GDP. Goldman Sachs downgraded Apple to sell from neutral. After we get off the air today, I'm going to do a little bit of personal work. But after that, I'm going to start reading some analyst reports. Overnight, I look at international markets in the news. In the afternoon, I'm doing analyst reports, typically. Procter & Gamble posted better-than-expected first-quarter results. Okay. Um, they're selling a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> a lot of toilet paper. Um, a lot. I kind of want to like come up with like sandpaper toilet paper. Just get it out on the market to see if people would buy it, because I think they would. Las Vegas Sands joined the list of companies suspending their dividend. That's a big question right now. Moms and orphans, widows and orphans, they need income in retirement or they need income to like pay their bills. That that was kind of a, a dumb moniker. Oh, it's a widows and orphan stock that we came up with. Companies that would never cut their dividends. And you could buy a company like a Las Vegas Sands and say, you know, I don't really believe in gambling. But if it's going to be out there, I want to profit from it. <clears throat> Las Vegas Sands is not in the business of making crazy money every single day. They do consistent. If casinos were winning <clears throat> blindly and there was no winners, eh, they probably wouldn't be as popular as they are, right? So I like Las Vegas Sands as an income idea because it's consistent, but they just cut their dividends, so I have no interest in it. I've never owned Las Vegas Sands. I'm just trying to say that the only reason I would have liked the stock was the dividend. Uh, because it's consistent, but then it's not consistent. Um, you're seeing a lot of companies not want to cut their dividend because it changes the way people view the stock. GM and Ford, for all intent purposes, they shouldn't pay a dividend right now. They're, they've got a healthy balance sheet for now, but they've had a history of having their balance sheet cave. I don't own Ford or GM. It's interesting. This is turning into a segment of things that I own and things that I don't own. <clears throat> but they're not going to sell a lot of cars this year. But you will be damn sure they're not going to cut their dividend. Because people over 60 are counting on it. It's a consistent thing. And that's part of their shareholder base. I'm always surprised when I hear, and I heard a CEO yesterday say on a conference call, uh, we're going to support our dividend because we have to. People are counting on us for this income. I'm like, whoa. I don't know if I would say because we have to. That's the only thing I didn't like about that. It's felt amateurish. <clears throat> you don't have to do anything. You have to survive. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Now's a good time to have your portfolio looked at. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Check out newfocusfinancial.com. Check me out online at robblackshow.com.